0: Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy T, and I'm back with another episode of the AOT podcast, man. Yes, sir. I hope everybody's doing good. It is December 6th. I got a nice early morning recording for you guys. It's almost christmas it's almost christmas you know I mean? and then after christmas is new year's so make sure you guys start getting your christmas gifts for your loved ones for your friends for you know what i mean the ones you're trying to make a move on if you're trying to shoot your shot make sure the game plan is right um yeah man this is a time to enjoy with families i hope everybody enjoyed their thanksgiving and yeah the aot podcast i got uh quite a few to talk about so let's get straight to it now i want to talk about the nfl first before i talk about the nba and the number one thing on my mind right now is tom patrick brady edward jr whatever i i get that from skip bayless from undisputed I'm sure I said it wrong, but that man, Tom Brady, is the GOAT of football. The GOAT of football is because uh, you, some people would say he's just the GOAT of quarterbacks. All right, let's do that. Let's say he's the GOAT of quarterbacks. Let me not say he's the GOAT of football, because that could be argued with. People would say the quarterback is the most, is the most difficult position, which is true, but you got players like Devin Hester for example that man is just as dangerous as a quarterback because if he he could score a touchdown just like a quarterback can so i'm gonna say Tom Brady is the goat of quarterbacks man he's just too goated just yesterday last night it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Pelicans self serve the New Orleans Saints and they were down. They only had three points by like towards the end of the game, deep into the fourth quarter. The Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady, only had three points, and they was down 16 to three, and they ended up winning 17 to 16, bro. It's like the way I feel when I was watching that game is like. Yes, Tom Brady is down by all these points, but I'm never, ever counting him out. The closer the game gets to the end, the more intense it gets, the more Tom Brady elevates his game. And that's a lesson for everybody, man. Like, when the pressure intensifies, that's not time to, you know what I'm saying, get small. That's the time to elevate. Elevate your game, bro. You got to match that intensity. And that's what Tom Brady does, and that's what makes him go to... That's what the goats do. And those the times of time of pressure when it's intense, that's when you elevate your game. That that, that comes from me, you know what I mean, T. I'm letting you guys know. In The times of pressure when it's intense, that's when you elevate your game. Yes, sir. So Tom Brady is, and I don't even think that's a discussion or a debate anymore. Tom Brady is the goat of quarterbacks. don't care who you want to say like tom Brady's is the go to quarterback stop that miami they're very dangerous that's the team that's my team miami dolphins and they have a good chance of winning this year because i feel like if we clicking on all cylinders, we could be any team. Like on offense, Tua Tongo Valoa, his scramps are like just quick decision making and just quick passes. That's very accurate and very fast. And then players catch it, and their yards after the catch is just crazy out of this world. So, um,. Tua, he just has to make sure his passes are accurate, and the Dolphins are very deadly because um, when was it, when the Dolphins played their last game against the 49ers, yeah, they lost, but Tua was just missing open, open receivers, he missed Waddle for like one or two big play. Big plays. Like if Otto would have caught any of those two passes, I believe he could have scored a touchdown. So that's kind of just our problem with Miami, just to just making sure he's accurate. Cause once he's accurate, which we also saw, he made a good pass to Tyreek. Boom, touchdown. Now we was back in the game, just like that. So like I I love our team, man. We got some fast receivers. Not just Tyreek and Waddle, man. You got to be careful. We got that man who scored the opening touchdown on the first play. I can't remember his name. The first play of the game, it was a touchdown. And that's how we did it. So I wrote down, Miami could look real bad for a long time, but just need that one play to take the top off. As long as two was not missing passes, I believe we're good. Because... Like I said, he's he likes to make quick passes, so we don't really need a, a really great offensive line to buy him time like that. Like, he's going through his reads immediately. If he sees it's not right, boom, he's going to the next read. And that's how he's able to spread the ball around so nicely, which is also a good thing. Because if you're a receiver, you like for the ball to be spread around. And I believe they could do it. But on the other side of the field, though, which were the 49ers... Boy, they are a good team. San Francisco 49ers. If you a 49ers fan, bro, uh, you know what I mean? Stay strong, man. Hope is ho- Keep hope alive. Because y'all got a chance, too. Um, unfortunately, and it was hard to look at. Well, it wasn't that hard to look at. But Jimmy G, he's going to be out for the remainder of the season because he got hurt his left ankle and then some he was going down for the sack but he was resisting and unfortunately a freak accident the defenders ankle I mean his knee just smashed and shattered Jimmy G's ankle Jimmy Garoppolo so he's out for the remainder of the season uh, your starting quarterback uh, Trey Lance was already injured in the first game so Jimmy G was the backup now the backups out for the season now you're going with the third string, which is... I forgot his name. I think something Purdy. I hope I'm saying his name right. But he was good enough to, you know what I mean, beat the Dolphins. I can't even lie. He made some good passes. He made some good moves. So I give him his props. It's not like he was just there, not turning... The, uh, Just trying to, you know what I mean, do some fool stuff. But he was making some good plays. So... Shout out to the 49ers man they got christian mccaffrey i've always been a christian mccaffrey fan since prime cam newton days so we we'll go way back um and yeah man good luck to them boys debo samuel he's he's a truck good luck to the 49ers Now it's time to talk about the NBA. Boom. Let's get it. First thing I want to start with is the Miami Heat. 305 all day every day. And I'm to just be 100 cuz you know that I don't play. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. We are not as good as we were last season. That's just how it is. I watch I listen to First Take and I watch First Take a lot. I'm a big fan of Stephen A. Smith, and I like how he carries himself. You know, what I mean, he just he just blunt and honest, and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just being blunt and honest about my Miami Heat, and we are not as good as we were last season, man. It's unfortunate to say, but that's just what it is. I right in front of me right now. I'm looking at the standings, and Miami Heat are ninth in the. Eastern Conference. So, ninth would put us in the playing tournament, if I'm not mistaken. If the playoffs were to start today, or the plans were to start today, and we would be facing the Knicks. Ha, that's funny. If the plans were to start today, the Miami Heat would be facing the Knicks, and we would be home. And we going to destroy them boys. Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle and, and we got them but that's neither here nor there but I'm only saying that because last season we was just dominating and I don't see that same domination now I feel like we missing a piece as sad as it is it's like we got Jimmy, Bam and Tyler Hero but we need that uh, solid bucket getter and that's Jimmy. That's Jimmy, so no disrespect. But um, all I got to say is for the Miami Heat, we're not as good as we were last season. And this is being honest. But I'm confident that whenever we make it into the playoffs, I know we're going to make it into the playoffs for sure. And once we in a seven-game series with any team, we could beat. We could be any team in a seven-game series. Let's just see what happens, man. Right now, our record is 11-13. and 13, But we good, bro. One of the teams that I'm most excited for is the New Orleans Pelicans. I feel like... Uh, they have a bright future and we've all kind of been peeping that and realizing that that they have a bright future but we've been saying that a couple years ago that they have a bright future so I believe their future is now if you're a Pelicans fan man your future is now I ain't gonna lie you guys are in good position to just dominate led by Zion Williamson you got DI who's a tremendous player CJ who's a great player um Jose Alvarado is just just growing and blossoming right before our eyes he's creating his own new wave and like lane for players like players his size could really like make an impact on the game so good luck to him and like uh Trey Murphy. Those are all like great role players. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. Y'all they got, they got a squad. Pelicans. So they're, one, they're the most exciting team to watch this year. I was going to say, I think in the beginning, I was saying that the Pelicans and the Nuggets are the most exciting teams to watch. The Nuggets, uh, they're, they're all right. But... Um, Pelicans They on point right now (laughs) Zion if When Zion is healthy He's like A Mack truck Semi truck Those big trucks you see on the road That's Zion But he got quick breaks He got finesse And he got touch And he could jump out the gym So Like he got so much in his bag Zion is good man Cause he got that finesse And by finesse I mean like handles And the, with the ball in his hand It's not like You feel like he's gonna turn it over Like Russell Westbrook or something like that Like his hands are just good For a big man his size He could just in between the legs Behind the back And then he could just lay it off Kiss it off the glass And it goes in You don't need to be dunking all the time He just finger rolls it goes in that's what you call finesse touch finesse and touch so pelicans are exciting to watch good luck to them once they make it into the playoffs they're going to be a hard team to knock out um let's talk about the lakers man anthony davis very 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 dominant what i've been watching these last couple games um this is while lebron it started out when lebron was injured and zion i mean i said zion ad was just playing and dominating uh it it seemed like whenever lebron is out the game anthony davis realizes and comes to the conclusion that he is now the primary um option he's the number one option however what ad needs to realize is, is that when lebron is on the court AD is still the number one option. I, I believe he still looks at LeBron as the GOAT. And yo, that's number one option. I'm um, two. But no, you are the number one option. And you need to dominate and remain dominant. But that's what I was saying before when LeBron was still out. But now LeBron has returned. And he is still being, if not the same, but even more dominant. And that's what I like to see from AD. We starting to see glimpses and signs of New Orleans AD before he came to uh Lakers and now we starting to see that and I love it I will say one thing though if we I don't like the whole topic of load management but if we ever were to consider load management it would be with AD because with all this dominant performances that he's having I hope you know what I mean knock on wood he could just you know what I mean stay on the court that's it So I'm not a big fan I, Like I love Seeing the stats With him Having 40 points And 50 points And all that But I know that's coming With A lot of usage And If I was a coach The way I see it Is The moment I see that My key players Are not needed anymore Or there's like Breathing room I take them out So So like, I don't care about none of that stat pattern jump, bro. Your, your ass is coming out the game immediately. That's just how I am as a coach. So, good luck to AD, but he's looking very dominant. Big ups. Next is... The Warriors. The Warriors dynasty is... Looks like it's coming to an end. I say that. It looks like it's coming to an end. If they're smart and then I mean they as in like the the Warriors like organization and management and all that they would keep Draymond and Clay for as long as long as you have Stephen Curry you keep Clay and Draymond around him because chemistry is sometimes more important than like talent and skill and I say that because look at players like um, Jonathan Kaminga Um, James Wiseman Um, Who else Their young core for example Even even Jordan Poole at times Like Sometimes the, the chemistry Is not there And like they have the talent and all that But I guess it's just experience As well But all I know is Stephen Curry is great And he's been great having Clay and Draymond Now If you want to move Clay and Draymond, it would have to be with Stephen Curry's consent. That's how I see it. It has to be with Stephen Curry's consent. Because Stephen Curry is like 34, 35, one of those years old. So as far as his prime, I would say, and I heard this from Skip, that he's at the tail end of his prime. So, which I want to do, man, is up to... We're going to have to see how the Warriors look after this season. But... Warriors in the playoffs, they're a hard team to eliminate in a in seven-game series. So, that's going to be nice to see as well. Good luck to all them boys. Um, I wrote this down. A, a player that I really like watching who is like low-key right now who i believe has potential if he really takes the takes the game serious and works on trying to improve every day is the houston rockets guard kevin porter jr like when i see him play i feel like he just has the potential to be um like a, a prime russell westbrook like not This past Russell Westbrook we've been seeing that's been struggling and looking bad. But when, like, MVP Russell Westbrook, that's what Kevin Porter Jr. could be. KPJ. He could go after Russ's triple-double record. Yep. He could definitely be that type of player. A triple-double machine. Because he could get buckets. He could assist. um, And he could rebound. So... KPJ, he's um he's like 20-something. You know what I mean? He's still young. So I believe it, man. Dude was right, bro. Put that work in. And, and when I say the triple-double record, because Russ, he was getting triple-doubles. And his team, nobody thought he would win. Now, Kevin Porter Jr., nobody really thinks the Houston Rockets will win. And I'm going to be straight up. They can't win. hell hell no they can't win the way they're looking now but his triple doubles could be very useful so i'm gonna say good luck to them man but yeah man that's gonna be it for this episode um go ahead and wrap this up hope everybody enjoyed it thank you for all the support um it's crazy how the aot podcast is heard from all over the world and I got people in different countries Listening to the AOT Podcast And with that I say thank you Appreciate it I love you Yes sir As we always do I want to end this off on a positive note And the positive note is Simply this Every day may not be good But there's something good In every day God bless everybody, man. Until next time, AOT, peace.